that's the thing that I've learned through all this is like as my my uh, journey and my like learning into you know how to live a healthier, longer, optimal life is like the main the main principles that I've that I've learned are you know extreme cold exposure, extreme heat exposure, and and fasting, and I, and I'm just trying to do those in a regular way whenever I can. And a massive transformative purpose is what you're telling the world. It's like, this is who I am. This is what I'm going to do. This is the dent I'm going to make in the universe. Steve Aoki. Hey, buddy. Good to see you. Hey, what's up, uh, Peter? Where are you this morning or afternoon, as the case may be? Uh, Las Vegas, back home. Nice. I'm just, uh, it's, it's, it's like, you know, I always look at my house. Most people look at their home as their home. I look at it, it's like this is like my vacation because like my home is the road. You know, it's. it's uh, I, I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. And uh, for a man, how many days on the road do you typically spend? I mean, you set. I think you set a Guinness Book World Record for the most number of shows in a year. Yeah, most traveled musician on the planet. Amazing in one calendar year. But um, it's I, I'm I'm definitely making efforts to slow down. I don't I don't need to hold this title uh, <laughs> you know like it's not a title it's exciting to hold it's like it is like i you know i i do find myself like proud of this you know and when i hear about like oh yeah yoki's the hardest working artist out there but it's i mean then then i have the uh the issues of sleep my r low rem numbers which like astonish me stuff like that and we're gonna get to that everybody i'm here on moonshots and mindsets with my friend steve aoki Grammy-nominated, billboard-topping artist, renowned DJ, philanthropist, fashion designer, author, futurist, surfer, and founder. Uh, and like you said, Guinness Book World Record for the most traveled musician in a single year. Uh, yeah, man, that's cool. Uh, <laughs> so, welcome home. I hope you get to stay there for a couple of days. I do. Yeah. I'm excited about this week. Yeah, and, and <laughs> it's funny, right? Um, I mean, COVID was a relief for a lot of people. I mean, I'm a road warrior, not at your level, but it was addicting to be home for during COVID for a little bit. Oh my God, I totally agree. I mean, like the first the first part of COVID was tough, the adjustment. But once I settled in, once my like it's once you tell your brain like, yo, this is how it's gonna be, instead of like. Like, you know, but when you're like, there's no more FOMO because there's no one's out. <laughs> when you like take away the FOMO element, you're like, oh, this is, this is life. Settle in, like, you know, figure out what, what you're going to do. That that's when, that's when it became like a lot of fun. I, I love being home. Yeah. I mean, you know, my heart goes out to people who, you know, lost family and got sick and lost jobs and all of that. But yes, yeah, but, course. but, you know, those two years, I think a lot of folks are going to look back, uh, with this nostalgia of like it was great not to get on an airplane or or go to meetings and just hang out with family and friends that's that's the main thing is hanging out with family and friends like it's uh i i i remember i said i saw mike on uh to a crowd right when covid broke and i was playing shows again i'm like you know COVID was all about spending times with people that you really know really well like that's your tight circle. You see them, you, you grow like even a tighter bond, yeah. which is something I'll never forget. Like swimming with my mom and my sister at like 12 at night. And we're like, well, we probably will never do this again. <laughs> like we, we might, but like these, these are moments we, we have to embrace this stuff. And like 
we're kind of like holding each other, like crying in our, like in this moment of just amazing time with, you know, spending with your family. And then I, I remember I was talking about this on the mic, just like all heartfelt. I'm like, like I miss that, but it, it's interesting. Cause like when I'm on stage, I miss this. And it, the whole point of me being obsessed with being on stage is because I want to be around people that I don't know. Pump them full of energy, right? Yeah, yeah. And like, I, I think it's like, I'm like, we go out here, we go to these shows. And I never make speeches at shows, but I'm like, we go out here, we go to these shows to be around people we don't know. We're like, this is like part of who we are as humans is that we, we like want to be around people we don't know in large gatherings. Like it, that's what's exciting. And we've been missing this for, for, you know, over a year. And, um, this is why you can never take away festivals and shows like, cause it's just part of like our brain makeup is like, we need that. Oh, absolutely. There's, there's a, a, a need to be in community and a need to be in your crowd. And, you know, um, for those who don't know, you and I met, uh, through your foundation, uh, which is focused on, on brain related matters. And I, you, you very kindly invited me to be a, a keynoter at your foundation event and along with David Sinclair and, and some other amazing people. And it was great. And, and, you know, we're kindred spirits, uh, different in, in many ways and a hundred percent kindred in, in, in others. And so, uh, we've connected on longevity and on health and on brain science. And, uh, I guess you just did some, uh, some brain related imaging and reports what what's up yeah yeah no it's uh i i uh went to orange county and i met up with dr amen oh and, great yes. um, dr amen's yeah, awesome and yeah and like i you know i've done a brain mri before because i was i just wanted to make sure the brain was looking good this was like 10 years ago uh but i did a, a different it wasn't an mri it's, i i laid back and he um you you inject some isotopes I guess they are radioactive, but they're not, you know, they're, they're not bad, you know, or like it's a small, minute amount. So you inject some isotopes into your bloodstream that, 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 uh, cling on to your, your brain somehow. Um, I'm probably messing this whole thing up, but, and, and then you lay back like you're going into MRI and there's these little cameras around the, uh, this machine. So it's not like an MRI. It's not like you're going in this crazy thing with the crazy da, 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 you know, sounds. And you just lay back and you, they they took pictures and i think they're, they're looking at like blood flow in your brain right right okay yeah and it's like your brain when you go and get an mri and i've, I've done this through fountain life and through uh hli a number of times um and i think we connected your mom to one of those centers right yes she, she yeah, going yeah. Down? yeah uh when you go you you go and you typically get an imaging of your brain it's a static image meaning it's like it's just looking at the structure, like what's the volume of each part and is there any, you know, anything too big or too small in there. But what's really interesting is your brain uses a ridiculous amount of oxygen and, and glucose and energy. And so the real interesting is like your blood brain flow and, and your brain regulates where the blood goes depending upon its function. So I, I think Dr. Amen was looking at at that so how did how did it go did you get a good report card i yeah so i got a report card that i've never seen before which is that that's what's so exciting you know um i you know i think one of the cool things is you see like a healthy brain and i mean i did i did the scan 
And I went like, you know, 30 minutes later, we, I sat with uh, Dr. Amen and or about an hour later and we showed my brain and a healthy brain. And what was cool is like the, like the top layer was, was, you know, look, look pretty good. There was a little valley dent in, in my prefrontal. Mm -hmm. It's like right here. So, um, they, like he attributed to that to potential like concussions, like hitting on the back of my head, which I've, I've done from major spills, snowboarding and <laughs> like extreme sports since I was a kid, yeah. which is actually quite interesting. Cause like a lot of these like injuries I, I did or had were from 10, 20, 30 years ago. And there's, and you can still see that there is like the brains like sloshed forward and created this, this dent right here. Um, and he's like, okay, that's something to focus on. And then he, he flipped, flipped the brain upside mm -hmm. down and they got to see the underlying part of the brain, which is, that was really cool. Yeah. And, um, and, and when you, when you flip it up, you have these lobes that, that they kind of. It kind of pop up like almost like a helmet with like around your ears. Sure. And and uh, and he was saying those are the temporal lobes, and they looked mangled. They were just deformed, and they're just wow. like. <laughs> and they showed a healthy brain, and and my brain, and my temporal lobes were just like kind of like all just destroyed, and 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 um and then he he was saying that he's attributing to some sort of like uh, uh emotional traumas. Um, and things like that. And, and then I also did neurofeedback at the same time of doing, of seeing Dr. Amen mm -hmm. and the neurofeedback reports when I put, when I did the brain map scan, uh, shows that I have, I have, uh, issues in memory and in my tinnitus, like my interesting like loud hearing, and, and I did, think it's attributed into the temporal lobe area. So that, that does have a, an alignment there. I mean, I, obviously, you abuse yourself from an auditory standpoint. I mean, in terms of the amount of energy that's going into your your eardrums every every night that you perform, and since you're the highest performing artist out there, I mean, it's probably not as bad as being you know on stage in the midst of a of a of a rock concert, but maybe it is. I don't know. Yeah, I like the right now in in our conversation, I hear ringing. Yeah. It's just constant ringing, permanent ringing that I have to deal with for the rest of my life because there's no cure for tinnitus. Yet. Right? And I just I just live with it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm I've been living with it since 2007. So, it's um it just gets louder and louder as I destroy more and more of my hearing. But so I, you know, I wear earplugs uh pretty consistently now. But um um, I mean, it's interesting, right? A, a lot of us are naive about what's going on inside our bodies. We really don't know. I mean, and what's amazing, and I talk about this a lot, is that our bodies are really great at compensating for problems. And when you finally feel a problem, like if you have cancer, God forbid you don't, you know, uh, you don't find out about it at stage zero or stage one or stage two. It's like stage three or four that you finally have some issues or problems you go to the doctor at that point so i mean that's a lot of why you know the kind of imaging that's becoming possible now uh mri and ct and a whole bunch of other imaging modalities that look allow you to look every year at your body allow you to track what's going on in a preventative fashion instead of a reactive fashion Hey, thanks for listening to Moonshots and Mindsets. I want to take a second and tell you about a company that I love. It's called Levels, and it helps me be responsible for the food that I eat 
what I bring into my body. See, we were never designed as humans to eat as much sugar as we do, and sugar is not good for your brain or your heart or your body in general. Levels helps me monitor the impact of the foods that I eat by monitoring my blood sugar. For example, I learned that if I dip my bread in olive oil, it blunts my glycemic response, which is good for my health. If you're interested, learn more by going to levels.link backslash Peter. Levels will give you an extra two months of membership. It's something that is critical for the future of your longevity. All right, let's get back to the conversation in the episode. I mean, one of the things I know you and I have talked about a bunch is the whole issue of sleep. Um, yes. And uh, how would you describe uh, your sleep, my friend? I mean, you're you're <laughs> you're on a unusual sleep cycle, to say the least. A- absolutely irregular, absolutely irregular, and that's I know that's like part of. You know the the main points of of longevity is is finding a really s- good regular you know schedule uh, on all the things that you do to maintain health right and I and I get that you know but um, and I try to do that with everything else in my life but it's it's nearly impossible if I was to unless I quit touring you know and I'm not going to do that so it's like the one as much as I I am into anti-aging and biohacking and, and trying to figure out all the different things to, you know, optimize my life and live, you know, live a healthy, long, long, long life. Uh, the touring is, is probably the worst part of all of it because, you know, when I'm at home, I'll, you know, I'll go to bed at, at a very regular time. What time would you go to bed if you were like this week uh, or next two weeks when you're home what is your what is your ideal pattern fall into? I'll probably go to bed at one or two. Wow. Latest. That that's that's AM. <laughs> Just to be clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's one or two AM. But but when I'm playing shows, I'm going to bed four or five. Wow. And and um and I'm not a napper. Mm. Only when I'm on a plane. Only when I'm in modes of transportation do I nap. Like, yeah, the vibration and the lower oxygen level can can knock you out. And so I mean, the other side of the question is, when do you wake up? Well, see, the problem is when I'm touring, I have to get up for these early flights. And that's when I'm like, for this weekend, to give you an example, you know, from Mexico City to Vegas, Vegas to Edmonton, Canada, Canada back to, to Vegas on Sunday, I, I got a total amount of maybe six hours you know, sleep for those, for that run of, yeah. of, uh, three days. So I, wait, 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 six hours for the total of three days or per yeah. day? No, no total for, for all three days. Oh my God. That's insane. Yeah. I mean like not accounting the naps yeah. because they do count, but I don't want to count them. So I could be real with my numbers as, as conservative as possible. But, um, I, you know, it's interesting because if you don't really do the diagnostic checks on and on on your performance level, because I I used to just run like that. I used to do my shows consistently. Like you know, if I've, at one point I was doing three hundred shows a year, and I was doing those runs where I'm doing like two to four hours a, a night asleep for you know weeks on end, weeks and weeks and weeks on end, and I never diagnostic checked my shows. But I was re- I really diagnostic check as much as I can nowadays, right? And I got my, my third show in Edmonton. I was like I, I was like forgetting some of the lyrics that <laughs> like songs that are very very like I'm like why am, like clearly it's because I'm not sleeping or I was like 
like I, I was like wait make some noise <laughs> you, know, like, you know like i'm like wow not like so fluid and you know with it, it's interesting how like the brain does like you think you're good but you're not ladies you know? and gentlemen this is not what you want to do at home um <laughs> so you you recently met up with a friend of mine uh matt walker um uh, I yeah uh, introduced uh, Steve to to Matt um, uh, at one of my Abundance Platinum events and and you know he is he is the god of sleep. He wrote an amazing book, uh, Why We Sleep. Um, and uh, what did he tell you? Yeah, so I mean you're you're, you're, you're like you really you're like the antichrist to sleep. <laughs> I, I, that's why it's a perfect pairing, Peter. You like it's a, it's a godsend, no joke. And I'm so grateful My pleasure, uh, for the pal. introduction. Thank you for that. Um, and I, I'm always, you know, especially what, things that I'm really deficient in. I'm always looking for the experts of those areas. Sure. Like Matt is, he is the god of sleep. Yes. He really is. And he's been really extremely helpful um, and attentive to my aura data. So um, we, we, we get on the call like, you know, like once a week. We text quite frequently now. And he's always checking my data. And he's... The, the things he's he's told me is is it's like it's funny to say but it's really alarming like i've never seen so low REM sleep ever that's what he said he's like if i was to tell this to a close family or friend of mine i would tell them they need to make an extreme change in their life oh my god and um i'm like god if you're telling me this um and i've been living this way for decades you know, I mean, I'm I'm like in a bad. I mean, I'm laughing because it's so so like messed up. But uh, but now I'm making changes. So I'm that's why I'm laughing. Right, I'm okay, making right. changes. Well, let's let's talk let's talk about that. What changes are you making? Because you know, I mean, when uh, Matt Walker talks about reduced sleep, he's like, if you're sleeping six and a half hours a day, that's not enough. <laughs> not, <laughs> not, not six and a half hours over three days. Oh, wait, hold on. I got, I got to like, I just, I just got to read you like one of the lines he's, Please. you know, I'm sure. This is meant to be, be okay this is meant it. to incentivize everybody listening uh, that yeah, sleep course. is, sleep is your superpower. I mean, yes. I, 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 when I was in medical school, I used to like, you know, five and a half hours sleep was what I would optimize for. And of course that's, that's not healthy. And I do, I shoot for eight hours now and I'm really pissed if I get, if I get seven. So. Well, he did tell me like, and I, and I love this analogy. I think it's it's brilliant because it makes me look at sleep differently. But he's like in the in the movie Limitless, that Limitless drug, yes. where you're just like, like you just you could do everything. Yes, your brain's just like firing. I love that movie. Others. Love it. Yeah, he's like the Limitless drug that we can all take is more sleep. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, because we all I, I want to take this drug. It's like just get more sleep. <laughs> just get more REM, you know? And I'm like, oh my, like, I love thinking of it like that. Then I, I actually would start doing it. But uh, anyways, he's, what he do you, said, what do you say? Let's see, just on the REM, because like, this is what my main, main focus is. I have good deep sleep for my aura ring, but my REM is just piss poor. Uh, this is some of the lowest amount of REM sleep I've seen in an individual consistently over time. We usually only see this in people who are heavy alcoholics since alcohol blocks REM, though I know this is not you, of course, because I don't I don't drink. So um, the reason you don't get REM is that you are only sleeping four and a half hours a night and therefore never give your brain the chance to get any REM sleep. So that's like my focus since he's since he told me this a few weeks ago. 
and um and he put me on or he told me to to take this uh this this uh this med trazodone so i've been doing that nightly about 50 milligrams of trazodone and um it it's not consistent i'll be honest um first time i took it i got an hour of rem which is astonishingly high for me <laughs> which is not high enough um as you know peter um i usually get like 20 or 30 minutes of rem even at an eight hour full huh. horizontal sleep yeah so it's it was good just to get just break the 60 minute but um i i still i still need to figure out why my brain wakes up out of rem to not allow me to get two hours or whatever what the the, the usual dosage is so i'm figuring that out i'm still not there yet but I had a healthy amount of sleep last night. I took 100 milligrams of trazodone last night, and I and um, went to bed like at two, and and I you know after like those two two to three hour windows of sleep over the weekend, and I woke up at literally 12:30 in the afternoon. Yes, awesome. So I slept like Ten hours, incredibly yes. long. Yeah, yeah. Um, but still 30 minutes of REM sleep with all that sleep. Huh. 30 minutes. Well, for, for Christmas, I want to buy you some REM sleep. <laughs> oh my God. I would, this would be the best. Ever. Oh my God. I desperately need more REM. Oh my God. Hey everybody. I hope you're enjoying this episode. I'll tell you about something I've been doing for years. Every quarter or so, having a phlebotomist come to my home to draw bloods to understand what's going on inside my body. And it was a challenge to get all the right blood draws and all the right tests done. So I ended up co-founding a company that sends a phlebotomist to my home to measure 40 different biomarkers every quarter, put them up on a dashboard so I can see what's in range, what's out of range, and then get the right supplements, medicines, peptides, hormones, to optimize my health. It's something that I want for all my friends and family, and I'd love it for you. If you're interested, go to mylifeforce.com backslash Peter to learn more. Let's get back to the episode. So, I mean, the other thing that you have to deal with, uh, and I just dealt with this because I was back and forth to Europe twice and to the Middle East, is the whole area of jet lag, right? I mean, that must screw with you as, as well. So, how do you deal with jet lag? Um, I deal with it like it's it's never it's never I never hacked it. I've never hacked. it. I mean, it is your I brain just know. so screwed up in terms of not sleeping that it doesn't really matter? I think my REM has probably been like is it at this really in a really bad position. Maybe my brain doesn't allow myself. I never checked my aura data before I used to travel. I never had aura back then. Yeah. So, aura um, power. I'm, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's interesting though when I travel to like let's say i travel to japan like if i go if i go i guess east right or east west west yes I'm, I'm in nevada uh when i go to japan like three days i'm good three days i'm good when i come back it's like actually no when i go to japan it's like six days i'm bad but i come back it's like three days i'm good three days i'm normal so it's interesting when you go when i go back to my time zone it's a lot easier when I go there. It's like twice as long. I, I don't. Interesting. That. Usually, usually uh, people do better when they go west. In fact, when you're when you're looking at uh, like I was on this ship called the World Ship that would travel around the world, and it would always be moving east to west because it's um, you're you're gaining 
time in that regard versus versus losing it. But anyway, pal, I I mean, the, the single most important thing for all of us in the world of sleep is prioritizing it. And I think for me, the biggest lesson, and there's a whole bunch of hacks and I put out, you know, uh, sort of summaries, but Matt Walker's book is, is still why we sleep is the best, but um, it's prioritizing sleep and when you go to sleep, which is really hard for you. I mean, it's like I'm in bed at, if I can, if I have any control, I'm in bed at 930 and I hope to be asleep by 10 because uh, my brain wakes up in the morning at, at 5.30 or 6, so the only way for me to get eight hours is that way. That's it, great, yeah. You do cold plunges. Does that help you at all? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I think that, like, I don't know if it's really helped me on my REM, but on overall performance and excitement for life, just on that principle alone, I, I do it. I, I leave a cold plunge. I always say, like, whenever I onboard new new members of the uh, cold plunge extreme cold exposure uh, membership club <laughs> that I have here at my house. Uh, um, and I love introducing this to like, you know, very, very scared friends of mine. <laughs> uh, I'm like, you literally leave the water a brand new you. Like it's a different you. If you're prepared for that, join me into this new exclusive membership club the extreme cold so, exposure so, des- so describe for people what, how long do you do a cold plunge for? Is it like an isolating bath? What, talk to me about cold plunges one second. So I'm obsessed with with uh, cold plunges. I, I I got really into it um, through Wim Hof method, and I started working with some of his uh, his students or whatever in different parts of the world. I, I, we would just fill up baths in, in the hotel room and do breath work and and all that good stuff. So I, I got my own here and I went with Laird Hamilton. I did his, his house with him and Gabby and, and was inspired, got his same unit. So I have, I got one here. Uh, it's a solo tub. You just sit in it and you fill it with ice. I got two of those because I had so many friends coming over. <laughs> and then I got a third one because I was the guy onboarding so many people to the <laughs> ice exposure. And then I was like, you know what? I need to do one better. So I turned my water feature in my house which is holds probably at least 15 people. It's like a jacuzzi. It's so big. And I just put a chiller on there and I, and I just t- turned into a, another extreme. A group cold, cold plunge. plunge. That's 36, right. I mean, normally it's the cold ju- plunge, 36 degrees. Maybe normally it's the jacuzzi that everybody's jumping into here. Yeah. Yeah. So I get like the jacuzzi is actually not even warm. I don't even heat up the jacuzzi cause I don't even use it. So, <laughs> uh, I have my water feature that, that now we, I, you know, we bring in like six people or whoever I'm like, whoever I can onboard and we sit in there for four to five minutes. Um, I don't know at what stage is a diminishing returns effect, but how, what's the longest, what's the longest you've ever been in a cold plunge? Do you know, you know, interestingly enough, as much as I do it and I, you know, I was doing it like daily during COVID and I do like three times a week, you know, when I'm home, um, I only, I've never broke 10 minutes. I always do like nine minutes and I'm out, you know, I know I don't like turn it into like this, this, this like marathon, like how long can I go? I just, you know, I mean, my niece, I remember her, she's, when she was 19 during COVID, we would do as a family, right? So we get my whole family together and do it. And, and the first, the first time she did it, she couldn't last 30 seconds. And then by the 10th time she wanted to be at my security who was staying with me that he's a Navy SEALs. Uh, you know, he just, he was in the Navy SEALs. He did 45 minutes for whatever reason. Why? I don't know why. <laughs> and she was so angry. She's like, I'm going to beat him. I'm like, 
Natalie, please do not do anything to endanger your health. I don't want to see you like have hyperthermia. Just don't do it. And the next day she's like, I beat him 45 minutes and 30 seconds in the, in the cold plunge. I'm like, this is, I, I, I can't believe it. Yeah. But, um, I, I've been, the longest I've done it probably is like three minutes. But when I remember doing it was going underwater and holding my breath, you know, just a complete, oh, wow. complete immersion, immersion wow. for, for 60 seconds of that. And it is, I hate cold. I hate cold. It's like, <laughs> I hate it. But you're absolutely right, man. It is, you come out of that feeling so energized, so revitalized that it's, uh, it's awesome. It's a, it's a, you're just like, woohoo. I <laughs> just like do anything. Yeah. It's extraordinary. Really? Yeah. It's all, it's, it's always the worst before. Like the, like there's no greater fear and feeling than before you even touch the water. And then the second biggest fear is in the first minute because your, your brain is just going haywire. Like, Oh my God, what's going on? Like, you gotta get out. Like blah, blah, blah. Heart rate goes up. Everything goes crazy. And then you think you're going to die and, and you just have to tell yourself to calm down through that minute of pain and torture. And then boom, that thermal layer of heat goes over your chest. You're like, Whoa, I, I'm not cold in the areas that, that are protected. Your fingers start getting cold and you just have to deal with that. But, um, and then you're like, wow, four minutes goes by pretty quick. And then, and then, and then you're just a brand new you and ready to, to take on the world. You are. And as David Sinclair and, and many others will tell you, that cold plunge uh, just activates so many, uh, so many, uh, uh, you know, uh, genes that are, that, that are revitalizing for you because the, when the body's in extremis, it shuts down a lot of the lazy uh, protocols and just gets you focused on, uh, on performance. You know, there's heat shock proteins that get activated in a, uh, in a, um, in a sauna. And one of the things I love doing at my, my friend's home, I don't have the situation here is we'll go, you know, in the sauna for like 30 minutes and then cold plunge and then in the sauna and cold plunge, just going back and forth. I feel like I'm going to crack on that. I love that. Yeah. I love that. That's the thing that I've learned through all this is like as my my uh, journey and my like learning into, you know, how to live a healthier, longer, optimal life is like the main the main principles that I've that I've learned are, you know, extreme cold exposure, extreme heat exposure and and fasting. And, I, and I'm just trying to do those in a regular way whenever I can. And, um, and I, I, and, I, I and definitely sleep. feel more optimal <laughs> and sleep <laughs> I, and sleep, which I'm, I need to put that in the fourth. Yes. I need to put that in the fourth. I always see those three and I'm like, God, sleep is so important. And I'm not, I am getting it, but I'm not getting enough REM and I'm going to figure that out. Steve, listen, thank you, my friend for, uh, your, your unbridled enthusiasm and, and purpose and passion and uh, excited uh, to be doing things with you. Excited to have you uh, join us at A360 in March. Excited for uh, helping spread the, co- the gospel of, uh, of brain science and health through your foundation. And excited for the REM sleep I'm going to gift you. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Thank you, Peter. Uh, I'd love to talk with you. All right, brother. Be well. All right, have a beautiful okay. day.